Greetings. Greetings. Welcome to Film Gazers, a podcast focusing on the science fiction, horror, fantasy, trinity, and 20th century entertainment. I'm Steph. And I'm Jess. We're cousins slash besties. Join us as we reminisce, discuss, and review films from our childhood. In our next episode, we watched 1997's Eight Heads in a Duffel Bag. It was written and directed by Tom Schulman. Jess is going to take it away with some of the summary. A mob of bagmen finds his luggage containing the proof of his gang's latest hit has been switched. Okay, so I think it's been, geez, at least 10 years since I've seen this movie. How about you? Um, the only times I've really saw this movie were when they would play it on, I believe it was Comedy Central, mm-hmm. um, a lot, uh, probably in the later 90s, early 2000s, so that, and that was the last time I have seen it. And it was always edited, mm-hmm. like, cut up for commercials. Oh, yeah, and filled with commercials. Like, it's a hour, 35-minute movie, but... It was probably like two hours, you know, right. <laughs> with uh, probably two and a half with commercials and everything. So I never saw it consecutively or even all the way. I had no recollection of anything from this movie except for one of the bigger singing scenes. <laughs> so right. I'll, I'll leave it at that until we get there. <laughs> and it also starred um, Joe Pesci, who I think he was hilarious. In this movie. Uh, I think Especially he, back then when it came out. I think he started really strong in in this one. And it definitely was uh, the Joe Pesci, like, stereotype right. humor. His, like, Goodfellas kind of vibe. Yeah, even in the Home Alone event. Right. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like a lovable villain, if you will. Yes. Yes. Oh, um, it also had George Hamilton... Which it was weird actually seeing him in a movie. I've only ever seen him like in interviews about like that era of time and him being the incredibly tan guy. Exactly. My recollection of him is like the toasted chips. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, was He's it? like, yep, it's toasted. Yes. 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 <laughs> and I know toasted. I, I forgot he was like actually an actor at one point. Yeah. And uh, David Spade. I totally forgot he was in the movie. Uh, yeah. Until I, had I saw no his name come up. But I used to watch this movie a lot. Like, to me, it was hilarious back then. Like, I remember watching it laughing the whole way through. Um, This time around, I felt like, like we talked about earlier, how it kind of started out strong, but then it, like, waned it did. In the it second went, half. It went flat. To where the I was like, "Good half. lord, how much longer is this?" I thought it was only ninety minutes long. Mm-hmm. It made it more tedious toward the, right. the center. So the pacing, yeah, was an issue mm-hmm. with this film, with as chaotic kind of as it. Yeah, because it was like get. pretty chaotic from the get go. Like mm-hmm. it starts with gunfire. Yes. You know? <laughs> yeah, we uh, open immediately hearing "Die, scumbags!" Right. Like that. <laughs> that's how it begins. So you're like, "Oh, okay." It's going to be that kind of crazy starts, dark comedy. Right. Also with, um, what do we call it? The moringa kind of music. Oh, um, yeah. Merengue. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Apparently it was very... I don't know how to spell that. So. <laughs> <laughs> moringa. <laughs> That's what I wrote. <laughs> and uh, this one was another one with uh, some crazy fonts. Right. Uh, for the <laughs> intro. Um, 
And then as soon as you get into that, it's a pretty quick intro. Mm -hmm. um, you and see a mob guys, they're doing their business. They got the heads in the duffel bag. And I love how the immediately uh, Joe Pesci's character is, is Tommy. Mm -hmm. And then uh, there's like, oh, you know, you're going to take these heads to the boss or whatever, whoever paid for big this. Sip. Yeah, big sip. <laughs> and, uh, and he's just so nonchalant, like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right, sweet. Here's the bag. Okay. See you later, guys. Uh, yeah, he's ready to go. <laughs> it's just an everyday thing in Joe Pesci's world to take eight heads in a duffel bag. Yeah. yeah. And they no big deal. continued the intro that way with all these little gags and jokes right. like that with all the guns in the all trunk the of his car about the heads. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like yeah it just kept going like him planting even a gun to distract security so he can get right. the heads and then like, the security. like down first like whoa oh, gun in my hand by the way <laughs> just uh it's semi-unrelated. Um, I was watching a uh, Stupid Criminal Minds episode the other night. And so this is the second person in something I've watched where a gun's been planted on them. And they just immediately pull it up like, <laughs> like, they're, like they're about to shoot people. Like, why do I have a gun in my hand? Like, do you not realize what you're feeling when it's in your pocket? I feel like if I felt in my pocket, I'd be like, don't say a word. Keep walking. Act <laughs> natural. <laughs> right? Don't draw attention to yourself. These people just pull Get out the hell gun. out of here and be like, where the hell is God come from? <laughs> on the inside keep it cool yeah no this is that she was like gumby arm <laughs> yeah straight up like she was about to be like pow pow but i did think that was pretty smooth of him to where he just kind of like kicked it through with his foot like mm. and then <laughs> this came to me at the end of the movie towards the end i was like okay if the human head weighs like eight pounds how heavy is this bag like eight times eight is what 64, 64, yeah. 64 pounds. I, <laughs> That's substantial. I I don't think I'd be lugging it around it's like that. Like half of what Joe Pesci weighs. <laughs> <laughs> He's like an ant. He's going to carry twice his body weight. <laughs> um, yeah, immediately. And then it's even more impressive that he was able to like lift it above his head right. so easily to like throw it in the right. overhead compartment. <laughs> Which is when they introduce us to Charlie Pritchett, yeah. who was played by Andy Como. Mm, and yeah. um, not a fan of his. Uh, I immediately look at him, and for some reason, he gives me that uh, the Boy Meets World kind of vibe. Oh, from <laughs> Savage. Yeah, is that him? Yeah, <laughs> the curly hair. Yeah, and um, and his nose, and he has like the oh, kind Boy of, Meets World. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ben Savage was he Savage or no? God, I don't remember. I don't remember either. I really didn't like that show as much as a lot of people. But I rem like he looks like that kid. Yeah, I haven't watched that since it came out. And then so. he still looked appeared to me to be that age throughout this right. entire movie <laughs> as well. He's supposed to be like a college student, but he just had that he had a nice baby guy face. Vibe. Yeah, and oh, he dressed I'm like a nice narc. guy. <laughs> Right. <laughs> I'm like, uh, when they meet on the plane, I'm like, yeah, you're dressed like a narc, Joe Pesci, obviously. Yeah, like, ooh, we can already see the chemistry they're setting right. up. And then I loved how, like, he got up to go, be like, okay, well, I can't put my two items in this overhead compartment now. So inconvenient. I have to go to another overhead compartment. And then he goes back and Joe Pesci had stolen his pillow and blankie. Yes. He's all snuggled up like, what? <laughs> I like how they immediately they're like we're gonna make him presumptuous exactly. and he's just this mob guy who does what he wants and he's super intimidating even though he's a little guy like he has a yeah. presence about him which is why I love Joe Pesci <laughs> <laughs> and then they make such a big deal like oh we got these um, 
you know, live organs. We have to use your specific overhead compartment, sir. It has to be yours. And when they open um, some of the other compartments around it, why does everyone have things like unpacked in the it's overhead randomly compartment? randomly thrown about. Because the woman, he was helping the woman put stuff up. But when they open it up, it's like things that should just all be in one diaper bag. But it's like all individually out in the compartment. Like, oh, no, we can't possibly have room for anything else. There's a, a bottle and a blankie in here. Right. <laughs> Meanwhile, this guy's got his bag stuffed in here. Um, yeah, we need to take this whole thing out. Yeah. <laughs> ridiculous um so at this point yeah they built up the chemistry joe pesci's supposed to be an asshole wise guy right uh charlie is the narc looking college student going to meet his girlfriend's parents for the first time uh going to mexico at that mm -hmm. and then um yeah i'm like does he pay for his own flight how does that work yeah maybe that's so, why they're so mad because they had to pay for his flight too i guess so they don't get into too many logistics. But I do love um, how Joe Pesci, when he was like, okay, I'm going to go to sleep now. And Charlie's like, blah, 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 blah. And he's like, I still have something to tell you. And he said, good. Say it in sign language. <laughs> <laughs> and then go to makes, sleep. And then he makes uh, sign, sign language. Sign language. Pretend signs. <laughs> yeah. Pretend not even. sign language. Because he's that kind but, of jack off. I know. But, you know, I do love... That he doesn't give a fuck and say whatever he wants. I kind of love a endearing asshole. And I think this is why I feel uh, the first like 15, 20 minutes of the movie sets everything up well. Yeah. And it has, like I said, a lot of gags and the, the little things that Joe Pesci does. Right. To just make so his character strong kind of unbelievable. Like... Um, and then even when... Uh, they finally get to their destinations, and then kind of the mix-up is um, uh, about to happen. You learn that the mom has a drinking problem right, off the bat really early. totally foreshadowing <laughs> yeah, her alcoholism. Her alcoholism. But right before that is when uh, Joe Pesci figures out that he's like, oh, shit, this guy has my bag. Mm -hmm. And so he goes to the airport clerk, and he's like, oh, I need to go to Bethsaida University. And the clerk's <laughs> like, well, they don't have an airport. <laughs> the university itself doesn't have an airport, but I see uh, Baltimore <laughs> that work for you. So, yeah, so they had a lot of the little sarcastic and these really I love little sarcastic lines. humor, like mm -hmm. little puns like that. And uh, and that was when we it goes back into uh, good old Charlie, and they're in Mexico now, which I like how they went to San Diego and they drove to Mexico, because I'm sure that is commonplace there when mm. you live there. Um, because you find out they're just in Baja, so it's not even, like, super far into Mexico. It's like, right over the border. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, oh, okay, that makes more sense. Because that's what I was asking myself first, was like, why are they driving? Why are they driving that? so far? Yeah. If it's, like, eight hours away. Yeah, like, why wouldn't you still fly? Right. You're like, oh, and then when you find out it's that close, you're like, why wouldn't you just drive then? Yeah. Wouldn't that be easier? Um, and this is also when we find out that, um... What is his girlfriend's name? Lori. Uh, Lori also, she does, uh, they mention it later because he's like, you're dressing like Nancy Reagan. And that was exactly <laughs> what I was thinking when they introduced her. I'm yeah. like, she looks older than her mom. Right. Like, just because her mom was banging, Oh man. my goodness. What Diane is her name? Cannon. What else was she, she in? She was in um, Out to Sea. 
I think, with Walter Matthau and Jack Lemmon. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> That's another one I haven't seen right. in a hot minute. Yeah, she was. She is I beautiful. And I thought she was a very funny character. Um, but, yeah, when they introduced the girlfriend, I'm like, oh, she looks, like, older than her mom. And I'm glad to see they pointed out, like, she was supposed to be yeah. appearing it's that like way. Was spirit, and now you look like Nancy Reagan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because we basically find out that she was going to break up with him. And when she basically was like, we are going to go to Mexico instead, she was implying, like, I don't want you to come and I'm going to go with my we, parents. my collective family, we. And uh, he was so excited and that presumptuous. she down. Right. <laughs> and then he was like, oh, I'm not letting you go. And I thought that part was really creepy. I was like, ooh, he's coming off a little strong on that one. Mm -hmm. Well, that's what I feel like in this whole movie. He's still coming off so strong. Right. Of, I've got to impress this family. I'm like, her dad's a dick. Why right. would you want to impress From them? From the get-go, he already had it out for you. It's just give up, dude. It's not worth the effort. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> she already doesn't like you that much. She's going to break up with you. So <laughs> I feel like it's kind of a lost cause. Um, and then we find out that uh, they do call the mom Bear. So yet again, at least it's not a baby bear. But it's still Bear. But still and he's Wooly, is her husband. Wooly. Wooly and Bear. Odd nicknames they never explain why no um, i don't believe so and then um <laughs> and there's a lot of like super cringy like anxiety inducing scenes in this movie where immediately the mom finds the heads yeah right off the bat they really they set up <laughs> and that's what i liked about the movie super to begin paced. with was everything was very quick paced and you're going into it and it was like good time like comedic timing right. it really was like and this is, yeah, when he gets the big head reveal <laughs> and how it's just the eyes looking yeah. out when she finally goes back. Like, what the fuck She's did like, I just yeah, see? The fuck I just see? <laughs> <laughs> and that's where I'm like, never go back. Yeah, like, just keep on just I saw keep nothing. On. I saw nothing. Of course, it's your daughter's boyfriend. Right. So then, yeah, it's a different like, story. Oh my God. And then she has like full on freak out meltdown, which is her right. After you see heads in a bag, I feel like I would freak out too. Maybe not that bad, but. I feel like they did capture it well, though. Yeah, like, they, again, she was so over the top. Right. And it was but she funny. was, like, trying to be sober. So that's a big issue in itself. Yeah, like, immediately, you know, <laughs> off the wagon. And it sets it up, too, of course, where other people don't believe her. And that scene of hers where she's, like, freaking out and has to go meet, like, take some pills and is, like, blah, 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 trying to take that. The noises. <laughs> was, oh, my God. She did that so perfectly. It was fucking hilarious. Just pouring the shot down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just different ones like that, and uh, and they even do it later with the main guy uh, Charlie's character when he's like riding with the heads at one point, but right. it's, and even the noises he makes, like the like shuddering. I know, but her her scene with that was very good. It was so so well done. Um, yeah, I feel like her acting was. Uh, over the top, but in the best way for right. this movie. And I think <laughs> it was Laura still Campbell believable, mm -hmm. like a believable freak out. Yeah. And uh, so they're set up basically, yeah, they're in Mexico, they're on this vacation. Um, oh, and this is when we also introduced to uh, Paco, the overly aggressive um, hotel staff Concierge. member. Um, He's he's a little too much. I feel like he wasn't really that necessary. Yeah, he was very super pushy too, mm -hmm. and kind of um, just a side character that I mean, I just didn't really like him. 
He was there to like produce more of the cringe scenes. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. Basically what he was there for, like more like, oh, it's gonna get caught. No, he didn't get caught. Oh, it's gonna get caught. Oh, he didn't get caught. Like, yeah, but with then, the dog dragging the heads out from the bed and shit. And they even like bring him on the joyride in the end and like take him with them because he knows what's going on. And then what but happens to him? Not like they never. That's what I'm saying. He you was know, a throwaway he character. <laughs> he was a throwaway character, so I didn't find him necessary at all. Um, and then during this whole time now this is the Joe Pesci kind of stuff. Right. So a lot of the beginning of the movie, we're not even, besides the setup, we don't see Joe Pesci for a while. For like a good, probably 30 minutes of the movie, we don't see Joe Pesci at all. And I totally forgot about that. I thought this was his movie. Like, I remember him so vividly and nobody else that well. <laughs> that was, uh, like I said, the one memory I have was of only one scene that he was in. No recollection of, like I said, the rest Anything of the setup. Mm. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, this is when I guess Joe Pesci thinks it's in his best interest to find out where this kid's dorm was because he's called him up and talked to some dorm mates, which is David Spade and I don't know who the other guy was. We don't have him on our list. He was, yeah, they didn't he was even bother to list him. <laughs> I mean, Steve was the character name. Yeah, the character's And uh, so we do get introduced to them. Uh, I feel like in the beginning, with them being introduced, it was still holding up because they were doing the fast-paced, like, torture-looking scene. Torture, but it was very uh, comedic. Right. Um, <clears throat> so it wasn't overly serious. Uh, this is a dark comedy, but overall it's been over-the-top, like, funny and not gory or... Like, horror. Or anything. horror yeah. or anything, yeah. Uh, so a bunch of silly things with David Spade being David Spade. Right. He's got that... You know, very zany, sarcastic, like, put-down humor. Mm -hmm. Like, very condescending, you know, which I love. But I feel like it's the same way he played with, like, Farley. Farley. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, and then I loved, like, Joe Pesci's forms of torture, because he goes there and tortures the information out of him. And it's, like, wet towel. And he's dipping in a goldfish bowl and slaps him around with it. And they're like, oh, my God, oh. And then he has them, like, hanging upside down by their feet, you know, on this, like... Those workout right. upside down. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember oh what those God, boots no. are called. <laughs> yeah, like gravity boots or whatever they were. <laughs> and then he's making them uh, call up everyone they can figure out to find out if anyone knows where Charlie is actually staying so he can find his heads. And again, during this time somewhat, Charlie does, um, I believe, find the heads, right, at this point? Oh, no, at this point, that's when... Because um, Charlie is aware now that the yeah, heads are in yeah, his possession. So they had the big head reveal. Yeah, because he lays them all in the bed. That's what I don't understand is these people keep, like, opening the bags, like... He's throwing the heads nasty going old heads out everywhere. <laughs> and don't plan sleeping on that. And evidently, they are not smelling yet, even though right. they've traveled uh, across the country. And that's what... Um, that another anxiety-inducing scene with him and his uh, uh, her dad, you know, and he's on the phone making a phone call in his room, and then he's like, "That's I think that's that what was he the reveal." Yeah, he discovers yeah. the heads, and you're like, "Oh God!" And he's like sitting on the bed, and all he has to do is turn around, and look, and he's holding a head in his hands. You know, that's like, ah. and they played they played that very well too. Yeah, uh, that gag that was a very like, good build in up. the back. Um, but then when he reveals the heads to, uh, you know, his girlfriend, Christy Swanson, they're OG Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> the movie, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I forgot that was her. Uh -huh. She was dressed yeah. so conservatively. Right. <laughs> but he was like, 
showed her she's screaming and Paco jumps in the room and he's like literally got his hands over her mouth, holding her arm so she can't raise it. And he's like, okay, everything good. Okay, great. Bye. And I'm like, why ain't nobody called the cops? Like he's you obviously got her under distress. No. And this is, and this is how women die all the time. Exactly. They're like, nothing to see here. Uh, he's just, just literally wrestling abuse. her on the floor. Not letting her say anything or, you know. <laughs> yeah, just just uh, some classic uh, domestic abuse. Nothing right. going on here, Paco. He's like, well. Uh. And this is why, though, like I said, I feel like Paco became throwaway. Because the way they've been building this up and he's, like, catching on. And then uh, basically the girlfriend eventually calms down. And they're going to figure out, well, we just got to get rid of the heads. Um, and then they try to get rid of it in the garbage and Paco shows up. Right. And again, I guess I thought Paco was going to play more in the actual or something in the end. Yeah. Um, like he was an undercover agent or something. That would have been funny. Anything. Or just yeah. being like, what is up with these, this crazy guy? <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, and then uh, I thought it was funny too. Cause then he was like, okay, well I got to hide these bags. Cause I got to go meet her dad, you know, hide the, hide this head of bags. Head of bags. Bags ahead. <laughs> this head of bags. Head of bags. Bags of head. <laughs> um, so he tries to like stow it away in the dirty clothes basket. He's like, okay, that's that'll work. I'm going to lock the door, jam this chair up against the door, sneak out the window, and then the maid just opens, opens the door. Every, and, and the lock even apart. falls off. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, that was another one of those where I'm like, that was, like, that was perfect. That was perfect. <laughs> yeah, so it was little things like that that I really appreciated throughout the film that I still yeah. would get a good chuckle out of. <laughs> another one I got a really good chuckle out of was when um, – you know, everybody thinks the mom is psycho crazy for like her major meltdown about seeing these heads. And they're like, I mean, she probably hallucinated because she's detoxing, you know? Well, and they also said she had those pills she took. Right. So they're like, Made oh, she hallucinated. Mm -hmm. um, and he's walking her into the room, like, nothing to see. Pulls back the curtain. Oh, see, see, um, there's nothing behind the curtain bear. There ain't nothing, you know, on the window. Why would there be a head on the window? It was, and then she opens the other one and that guy's head is right there. Like Paco. Hey, it's Paco. Yes, again, Paco. It was Paco. He was fixing the gutter because earlier when he jumped out the window, you hear him like yeah, fall. So he like broke the gutter, I guess. Again, like I'm thinking they're having more foreshadowing that has to do with Paco. Paco but it doesn't. Unless something got edited out at the end. Or Maybe. Something. Or it's just a red but That herring. was so funny with like the head in the window right mm -hmm. there when she's like freaking out about heads, you know? And then later in, uh, when there's heads in the car and she's heads everywhere. Like she's freaking out. Yeah. I liked her freak out. She yeah, did a good job. She did a good job. Hysterical. Um, I feel like a little after this time, because during, again, going to a lot of the scenes that are in Mexico and how they're dealing with trying to get rid of these heads and then it's not working out. Uh, the one gets lost in the laundry, even. Um, it's just Stuck supposed to be like a comedy of errors, like right. basically um, all in the beginning. Uh, but eventually they go back to the Joe Pesci scenes. And by this point, it's just a little old already. Yeah, it's like this is when we're starting to get through this part a little bit. Yeah. And because uh, now we find out. Because they were all med students and they're on campus and they're supposed to be all these frozen heads and, you know, dead bodies and the medical. They just happen to have cryogenics there. Um, yeah. People paid money to freeze their heads. And that these students just actually have access to all of right. this is the impressive And they're part. not even, like, graduate students. Like, they're not, like, at the end. Well, you know? and even the one guy later, Steve, says he's like, oh, I'm studying dermatology. Right. Like, would they let him have access to that? Um 
So anyway, they do talk him into at least uh, replacing some of the heads because at this point, Joe Pesci knows where Charlie is. Finally, they have made contact. Um, Charlie's informed him he lost one of the heads in the laundry. So Joe <laughs> Pesci's freaking out, thinking he needs to find an eighth head to, as a replacement. But this is where Steve, it becomes when we're going back and forth between these kind of funny, chaotic Mexico scenes. It's going back into this like boring college, like right. morgue. And Steve and David Spade are not the strongest like actors, I feel like, to carry off of of Joe Pesci at this yeah, point. Yeah, I do enjoy David Spade, like I said, though, like his little sarcastic little one-liners mm-hmm. that he does, you know. So that was enjoyable, but still they could have sped it along. Like, yeah. Like it did drag on. Is that tedious is just the, everything that came to mind. I'm like, okay, I get it. David Spade's being sarcastic, trying to like talk his way out of this guy not killing them. Mm-hmm. You know, Joe Pesci... Almost, I feel like he was just kind of going through the motions as well at this point. Uh, but I'm this bad guy. You're going to do what I say. Oh, I'm going to kill you anyway. Right. And then Steve keep it. These were humans. These were humans. Like, yeah, <laughs> I just got kind of a little done by that point yeah. with uh, this that whole arc of the story. So when he finally is like, okay, we're going to meet you out there. Like, I'm like, okay, let's finally get the ball yeah, rolling. Yeah, right. Let's get on Because where the fuck shit. is Joe Pesci in this, like, half, the entire half of this movie, right. basically? So then they meet up with them, and they're, you know, they got formulate this plan. Because meanwhile, the um, guys that killed the guys whose heads are in the bag are after Joe Pesci now because they see two of the heads on television because also what happens is that the dad gets arrested because somehow he had two heads in his carry-on bag. Because Charlie's an idiot. Yeah. The whole goal of this, of getting out of Mexico, is they lie to the dad then to get them to leave. And so he packs two of the heads because she wanted... Again, he's listening to his stupid girlfriend saying, put the <laughs> statue that was for my dad's birthday. And yeah, for- nobody cares... A bunch of dad's birthday right now, bitch. We got eight heads in a double bag. Exactly. <laughs> like, that's where, like, I feel like the mom was appropriate and just freaking out. Right. And if Lori. The daughter's like, la, 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 I had time to buy a statue. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, you're on board with, like, covering this up and taking care of business. But, yeah, you're buying a statue, one in the head with a double. Bitch, you brought your own bag. Right. Or go buy a bag for the statue. Oh, so he took them out of the bag to make room for the statue. Yeah. I guess and I missed that part. Why wouldn't you then just maybe put the statue on? I don't know. Like, again, I fuck don't know. Fuck the statue. Fuck the statue. Why would you let the dad Get the even fuck out of there. touch the luggage that had heads in exactly. it? Exactly. Your was, poor dad. Yeah, he's a dick, but he didn't deserve that. Yeah. <laughs> it was a little much. Like, this is, again, when it starts getting a little little too off the ropes and a little too um at this point it's just more of like sheer stupidity you're like okay before it was like yeah like a comedy of errors yeah Yeah. and now it's more of your own stupidity is hindering this plan so of course the dad gets arrested and now yeah they've Televised the two that. heads. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh my god, what did they say their names were? Hugo and Stu. That's Hugo and Stu! Yeah. So now they're going to go find what the hell Joe Pesci's doing and why he hasn't delivered the, the heads. heads. Right. Um, so they're following them. They formulate this plan to, um, you know, get them arrested and get Joe Pesci on the road with his heads. Um, so they're all in the car together with um, the grandmother, Fern, who is a raging bitch, and I love it. Like, she is a mean old bitty. They, they <laughs> introduce that right away when she's uh, 
one of the background characters in Mexico shows up when um, George Hamilton gets, gets arrested. arrested. Right. And uh, I like how they have her say, like, cat piss and stuff like that. <laughs> like, oh. And then when Joe Pesci's like, shut the fuck up. Who the fuck are you? And she's like, no. Who the fuck are you? And she's like, nine-year-old woman. And this is when <laughs> the movie came to a complete 180 to me. When he, he throws this old woman out of the van. Moving van. Off a cliff. Off a cliff. And it's just like this awkward science after... Like, silence like, afterwards. <laughs> and I was so unexpected. I know. I was like, oh my shit. <laughs> because despite the whole movie about, like, eight heads in a duffel bag, and you, yeah, they do show the heads quite a bit throughout right. it. And I think they were well done. I they think got, so, too. They didn't yeah. look overly fake like I was expecting them right. to. I'm sure that's when, like, they're green screening it or something, you know? Uh, yeah, yeah. They have the green suits on something. up to their yeah. necks. <laughs> it was definitely that. Um, but still, you know, it was well done, I thought. Yeah, so. Oh, my God. Where was I going with that? Threw Mama out the drain. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was just, like, so shocked. Uh, it wasn't what I expected. because this- And that's when Steve cracked, officially, after mm. that shit. That he was, like, singing to the head. He's like, he's my best friend. Yeah, he starts uh, doing the head puns and losing his shit. Um, the other mom, uh, Diane Cannon, uh, she's been kind of breaking down back and forth, but is thankful that Fern is dead. This is actually when she's the most calm Yeah, is after this scene, um, which does break the tension. Like I said, it was so unexpected for me because I didn't remember a lot of this movie. Right. So I'm like, oh, this is the most like kind of violent thing that's happened, <laughs> so surprisingly. Um, and what I really thought was funny was she was like, thank you for Fern. And he's like, go and rate is 5000 <laughs> And I was like, 5000 to kill somebody? That is not a lot of money. Right? That's scary like i'm not going to jail for five thousand dollars he's like but you owe me oh man so uh and then when they end up at the airport you know part of the plan whatever they're going through security whatever whatever and then steve has just got that head by that hair just like strolling through the airport you know like this is when i found actually steve the least annoying was when he finally lost his mind right. and um, just, yeah, goes completely bonkers. Uh, I think their little scam in the end was good, but it was funny because they keep throwing it back to, again, these little things they had where you find out, oh, well, he actually, yeah, he's in medical school and he didn't know what he wanted to do with his life, but he actually wants to be a detective writer. Like, right. So I guess that's <laughs> supposed to explain because how he his- came up manuscript has happened to be in his bag and they show it multiple times yes. so he has to be able to be like you know this genius right so, so he's yeah he's a mastermind at formulating plans exactly like no really the guy who <laughs> decided to separate the heads for right. a statue in a duffel bag who um put them in the dirty hamper because the maid wouldn't look in there <laughs> like, yeah the most obvious spot like don't hide it at least take them out and put them in the dresser drawers or something. Exactly. Like, then they'll know, hey, we can't touch that. It's in the dresser. He put it away, you uh-huh. know? Uh, yeah, so they end up doing it because the mobsters that have been chasing um, Joe Pesci this whole time in Mexico, this is the plan they formulated to where the guys can be fall guys 
so George Hamilton can, can get, get out, out of prison, they're going to plant one of the heads that they, the extra heads that Joe Pesci brought. <laughs> He's like, you don't have any hair. You look like nobody. <laughs> Throw away head. <laughs> Throw away head. But just in case, you never That's know. Right. You might need a bald yep. head. Exactly. <laughs> so, uh, that, that was the whole genius plan of they're going to be able to relate it to that. And then the Mexican police are just going to instantly let George Hamilton exactly. go, I That's suppose. That's you know, international work. crime works. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and then while all this happens, Joe Pesci gets away with all of the other heads so he can retire. Uh, <laughs> because, of course, they had mentioned that right before as well. Right. So he's not a bad guy. He's just doing this so he can retire. I know. And then he tells Alico, he's like, oh, you got a future kid. Like, right. uh. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, it was definitely hokey. How they wrapped it up at the end. Um, and then, well, we we failed to mention, uh, when Joe Pesci is being chased by the guys and he knows he's being followed, uh, this is when oh, finally yeah, the, was the, the singing head scene. scene. And, uh, yeah, it was like in the last 25 minutes of the movie. Right. And this is the only scene I remember. Because that's part of the trailer. And I also remembered... It feeling like it was more of a musical number. Right, not just the chorus, Yeah, and then I forgot that it was, like, a made-up song. Like, I thought they literally sang... Mr. Sandman. Mr. Sandman. <laughs> not Mr. Hitman. Mr. Hitman. <laughs> yeah, I did not um, remember that. Or the bodies, like, their bodies, like, breaking, breaking in through. to come through. Um, I guess in my head, it was just, like, way more theatrical right. with the singing head. So it um, that actual scene, the one I remembered, was the most disappointing. It reminded me, rewatching it now, I'm like, oh, it reminds me of, like, being in Disney World, you know? Right? <laughs> you know, like, yeah. Haunted the Haunted Mansion. mansion. <laughs> kind of, you know? <laughs> it really was. And and then it felt, like, almost out of place at that point. Yeah. Because the... They just set it up because they wanted that to be the trailer. I, yeah, they had to have been. Like, why didn't just like, make it a separate? really cool that would draw people in. Right? Yeah, right. It has a duffel bag. <laughs> They're all singing. It's so great. And look, it looks so real. Exactly. Look at these green screen suits, guys. They're new. um but yeah so uh that that was pretty much it i mean it was a wild ride but fern ended up living yes they showed the end heartwarming heartwarming (laughs) warming heartwarming yeah warming i mean after being left out in the desert she might need a good warming (laughs) (laughs) that's her street name don't worming. Don't worm. <laughs> no relation to the brat. <laughs> oh, but um, yeah. So, what was your overall take looking back now? As I mean, funny as you remembered, it was like the first half totally. Like the first half mm. was still just as funny as I remembered it being. Because um, I forgot a lot of the gags, you know. Um, but then the second half was kind of like, okay, let's get this over with. Like. And then, like I said, it was kind of hokey there towards the end. But would I want to watch it again? Nah, probably not. Um, But it was good to revisit it. You know what I mean? So it definitely for, like, nostalgia. Yes, I enjoyed it again. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed finally at least watching it all the way. From beginning to end. From beginning to end. And, um, like, not TV edited. Uh, I enjoyed the first half. Yeah, just as much. It had a lot of the, yeah, those little old school Film gap, yeah, like that right. comedy movies would have. It definitely made me laugh out loud at some parts. Yeah, you know? I got good chuckles out of the beginning. I liked how kind of chaotic they made it mm-hmm. with the, like I said, the I would call it the Mexico scenes. 
Um, but the parts with Joe Pesci, that was the most disappointing part right. for me. The lack of Joe Pesci in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Considering. His name's first. And they're not really mentioning any of the other characters, anything, and even the synopsis that much. Right. Like, it seems like he's going to be way more of a proponent. And also, I thought Paco was going to be more important. Um, so I felt like I got a little convoluted too much towards the end. Right. If they would have kept it a little more simple, I think they could have stuck with that humor they had in the beginning. They just stuffed too much stuff yeah. <laughs> in this. The duffel bag was too full. <laughs> the duffel bag was way too full. <laughs> Couldn't fit in the overhead compartment. Best <laughs> beginning of this ride. Okay, so um, let's talk uh, your absolute favorite part. Um, <clears throat> I mean, one of them was Fern when she was like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> Before she's thrown from Before the window. Before she's thrown from, from the moving the van. Window. Yeah, the yeah. moving van. Excuse me. That was one of my, um, you know, total favorites. And also the beginning of the movie when Joe Pesci's using the payphone at the airport and that woman's like harassing, like, when are you going to be that? Nah, 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 nah. And he gets done, and she's like, oh, my God, finally. And he's like, it's all yours, and rips it out of the wall and hands it to her. I was like, yes, Joe Pesci. And there's, like, <laughs> multiple finds, uh, times with, like, uh, public payphone aggression. Yeah. <laughs> that was his thing in this movie was to violently smash the receiver. Of payphones. Uh, no, on the payphone. <clears throat> he broke multiple throughout the movie. Yes. They made it definitely like a character trait. Yeah. <laughs> but I also liked um, at that one point he's smashing it and David Spade's there with them and he gets in front of him and is like, hey, uh, <laughs> yeah, he's talking about potheads. Um, yeah, he's trying to help marijuana yeah, anonymous. <laughs> right. Um, he really cares. That's why he's so good. And I was like, yes, put this little spin on it. Um, I would say one of my favorite scenes is when um, – uh, they also get carjacked a few times throughout this during, like I said, the uh, the multitude of, of obstacles that yeah, shenanigans happen uh, when they're trying to figure out this head situation. And so it's the second time these guys come up and are going to steal the same car from him again. Um, only this time they had finally acknowledged like that the heads would be smelling by yeah, then. Because right. um, at one point he puts them on ice. <laughs> before that but when he has them in there and they take off with his car and then they do they show him like slowing down and just running out of the car because the guy has eight heads in it um i like that part a lot towards for the end humor it felt like they were finally bringing back some of the beginning yeah humor, some yeah. of that outlandish uh humor from the beginning but i did really like that scene a lot <laughs> and i enjoyed um diane cannon's like just intro performance of the head right. reveal uh i thought she did really good with that so that was probably one of my favorite scenes as well yeah and her hair was beautiful gorgeous yeah i love Perfect it girls. Mm -hmm. um my least favorite thing about this was i feel like david spade and the other guy and the main guy andy como um yeah i i just eh. uh, he's just a little weasley for me yeah and, um for him to be the main character like i said if he was, there was underwhelming joe pesci throughout it Mm -hmm. I think I would have liked it more. Um, but yeah, like I didn't really care about him that much. Um, like David Spade, I just have a soft spot for him. So mm -hmm. I enjoyed those scenes. Um, I like David Spade and Joe Pesci playing off each other. Yeah, I, I do that. feel like they got along okay. And it's what made some of the other parts bearable to get through <laughs> when they're back at the college. Um, 
Again, I just felt like it got old. Yeah, though. they could have cut that out. They could have just shown what he was doing to him and then cut it out and been like, oh, okay, and then show, here's how they got extra heads. And then, yeah. That would have been sufficient. Exactly. <laughs> but again, it would have been less Joe Pesci than True. at the beginning yeah. of the movie. So, yeah. It's not even his movie anymore at that point, then. <laughs> I know. Well, I feel like it really wasn't. I feel like it was, yeah, Andy Como's. Or I, I'm going to end up probably be saying that name wrong this probably. whole time. But E A U usually means. Oh, and this is all right. <laughs> oh man. Um, but yeah, so that was eight heads in a duffel that bag. Was eight heads in a duffel bag. So our next episode, um, keeping within the 1997 theme, we're going to revisit the Fifth Element. Yes, I'm really excited about this one. Mm-hmm. It's been a while since I've watched it, and I remember both of us watching it together a lot. A lot. Yes, it was one of those um, like epic movies that you just love to watch on a Saturday. Yeah, yeah. it was great, and uh, or late night, yeah, like Friday night, getting the weekend started. <laughs> the Fifth <laughs> Element. Exactly. We were super cool. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> oh man but yeah so i'm looking really uh forward to that one and uh yeah so it looks like that'll be ending this uh episode sounds good and till I- next time later taters <laughs> nailed it <laughs> <laughs>